I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week, another shadowy new moon episode here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny, That Witch Next Door, your host, your guide, your mentor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and business. And with me today, of course, Miss Ashley Michelle of Starseed Shadows. Hello, 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 everybody. Happy Scorpio new moon. I know, the Scorpio new moon, darling. I'm ready for it. How are you feeling? Yeah, how are you feeling about this one? I really enjoy Scorpio's energy. Not going to lie. Yeah. You know, any, any way to kind of tap into, get into my power, you know, like when I think of Scorpio, I think of like digging my hands in the ground and like really feeling the vibration of the earth and knowing that like I'm making that because we're all connected. It's all one anyways. So I don't know. Scorpio has a knowing of its natural and innate power that I really, really admire. I love that description. And something about digging like your claws into Mm -hmm. the earth is so raw. Mm -hmm. And that's very Scorpio to me. Yeah. Um, This is the sign where, you know, we really learn and embrace our sexuality. Yeah. Really in, um, in a ethereal way, I feel mm-hmm. like, because there's so much pleasure in the fifth house in Leo, right? Like definitely, but eighth house and traditional Scorpio ruling there is that like intimacy, mm-hmm. like taking mm-hmm. pleasure and getting intimacy from it, Literally. which <sighs> that's why Scorpio dark moon is so deep, right? It's it's almost like the darkest of the dark moons. Too. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Now, Scorpio is technically considered in fall when it's in the moon. Or mm-hmm. sorry, opposite. You know what I meant to say? Mm-hmm. The moon is considered mm-hmm. in fall when it's in the sign of Scorpio. Yeah. What? Do, how do you feel about that? What Do you know any Scorpio moons? I know a couple. I know a bunch and I understand why. Um, okay. So for me, the reason why I feel like it's considered in fall is, is because... Scorpio like understands its emotions, but sometimes it doesn't understand its emotions, right? So I was actually just talking about this with with a client. You know, all the signs, we have our lower vibration of those signs, and then we have the higher vibration of those signs. So when I talk about Scorpio kind of sitting in its power, well, that's higher vibe Scorpio, but underdeveloped Scorpio or immature Scorpio or lower vibe Scorpio is still trying to understand their feelings and emotions and express them in a way that is is received, if that makes sense. I believe that's why Scorpio gets such a bad rap. Like everybody's like, oh, you have a Scorpio X, they're like stalking you outside or like Mm -hmm. Scorpio this, Scorpio that. Like Scorpio gets such a bad rap in like astrology pop culture. And I think that bad rap just comes from Scorpio being aggressively misunderstood and not really growing into itself, if that makes sense. So when you're dealing with the moon and you're dealing with emotions and your emotional body, if Scorpio doesn't understand how to express how they're feeling, well, then 
they aren't functioning very well underneath the moon. Absolutely. Yeah. I very much agree. And I think a big reason too is, I think that we talked about this on our first episode together, but you don't get born under the sign, a master of it. Right. You come here to learn the traits Mm -hmm. and grow into it. Like um, you mentioned, we grow into our charts. I love that. And we do, we grow into these energies. We, we do really start relatively unevolved Mm -hmm. in a lot of them Mm -hmm. um, for a reason so that we have to go through the, the trials and tribulations to learn through them. Mm -hmm. And I, I will say that if you have a water moon, Mm -hmm. Emotional regulation, um, emotional challenge, and working through emotional coping, part of your deal in this. One hundred percent. In I this agree life, with that. yeah. I have a water moon. I very much just because I'm very like, quote unquote, in tune with my emotions, doesn't mean I was born this master of them. Right. I I felt more born under control of them. Mm-hmm. If anything. Mm-hmm. And am ha- really having to learn from like my Aquarius North Node and mm-hmm. stuff, this, this emotional mastery that we can love and detach still, right. that we can feel and we can still detach. Right. And so I think that I agree that the Scorpio energy that I've experienced in others is those that have a deep fear of facing their emotions. Yeah. So especially when we have a new moon in Scorpio, anybody that struggles with facing their emotional state is going to have that stirred up. Right. And also expressing them. Like a lot of the Scorpio energies, yeah, like they kind of, they know how they feel, but to tell somebody else how they feel, well, they should just know. Yes. You know, and I think that's a big problem that Scorpio energy comes across more often than not. And I think that's why they get so misunderstood because they're not being clear and they don't want to be clear because they don't want to be vulnerable. And it's this weird negative feedback loop with Scorpio energy, especially in the big three. I was describing to somebody mm-hmm. about uh, Scorpio and love. Um, I think I think their Venus was in Scorpio or something. And it's like the person that's like looking at like all the kids in the playground and they're all like, oh my God, that looks like it's so much fun. I really want to do it. And they're just looking. And then one of the kids like comes over to join them and they're like, what are you doing? You're getting way too close. Like yes. <laughs> that's Scorpio energy. Yes. Right, right. Do you want to hear the funniest story that's going to make you laugh? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm Scorpio Sun, exact conjunct my Scorpio Venus at mm. six degrees in my third house. Mm. And when I was a little girl, we went to California to like Disney and Universal yeah. Studios. And this is in the middle of Nickelodeon's 90s kids heyday, mm-hmm. right? So every single one of my friends is so jealous. And I was probably six or seven. And you used to get to go sit in the kids' audience section because you get slimed. Right. And you remember at commercial remember breaks and that, stuff? Yeah. yeah. Um, we went and I was like, this is amazing. And the moment they tried to make me go sit with the other kids, I was like, ah, <laughs> absolutely not. I was like there strictly as an observer. Oh like, my God. I, and I'm like this small six-year-old. like, And my parents were like, 
we felt so bad because you sat there and like tortured yourself and made you watch all these kids have fun. <laughs> Stayed in the that is Scorpio energy all day. Is That's- that not the most like self-destructive torture? And Literally. I just sat there like a sociopath. <laughs> Scorpio energy all day. I'm rolling. That's fucking hilarious. That's why as soon as you said that, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's my actual life. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Scorpio Um, is that new meme that I've seen going around. That's like me complaining that I have no plans on the weekends when really I never want to make any plans at all. Right. Right. That's Scorpio. Mm -hmm. I want you to love me. But I want to be allowed to like push you away right. the whole time. I don't want to have to do mm-hmm. the vulnerability portion of it. But y- I do demand vulnerability right. of you. A million because percent. Because I, I need trust and I need that attachment and right. that bond to you. Right. right. But exactly. I shut those mm-hmm. those parts off of myself. Mm-hmm. I, I remember doing that when I was a kid and being like, I have friends that tell me stuff that they think I tell them the same amount of like mm-hmm. things. And I never, I was like, they don't know anything right. about Right. Yeah. Super, super secretive, super closed off. I'll give you what I want to give you when I choose to give it to you because I'm in control. Yes. And like there's a a part of that that's so exotic and attractive that I love as well. You know, because Scorpio is just in such control of the situation Mm -hmm. and that shit's hot. Of so, course it yeah, is. I love Scorpio energy. Is. Yeah. Sex came out of the fifth house mm-hmm. and then like kinks came out of the eighth house. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love That's that. where Scorpio comes. <laughs> <For> real. <laughs> and took control. That's what that made me think of as soon as you did that. That's I was so like, great. Yeah, and then BDSM was born. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, it's so great. Perfect. I, I love, love it. it. Yeah. So, all right. So Scorpio, one of the the biggest like traits that I love about it that I, when I very first started studying was I read um, in one of the early books that they're the only sign that generates its own life force. Mm. And that was life changing for me Mm -hmm. because I have relied on my attachments Mm -hmm. so much and I have relied on codependency so much. And so to know that I have this, I was like born with this superpower of individuality Mm -hmm. was really, really empowering to me. So I would love to know about your experience with rebirth. What has been the biggest transformation you feel like you've personally experienced in this life so far? Oh, We're getting God. deep. We are by getting the way, deep. Today. <laughs> we are getting deep. We are. That's just question one. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So, you know, since we're going there, um, I think the biggest transformation that I've experienced in this life so far was I recently had weight loss surgery. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I, I, I know you weren't expecting that. No. I, I know. Yeah. So um, I had it on September 8th. I got gastric sleeve surgery. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I have not been announcing it, um, but I decided to purposely announce it here on this podcast. And then I guess I'll start talking about it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, it was back and forth, back and forth. I Mm -hmm. have been in the gym, a fitness instructor, spin teacher for like five or six years on and off. And for me... For me, my weight was like the one thing, right? It was like everything else in my life is absolutely perfect, but there's this barrier between me and my weight. Um, 
I have Chiron conjunct my Jupiter in the first house. So that'll give you ah, a little bit of tea okay, there. Okay, yes, yeah. Okay. So when I incarnated here on and this earth, my first house is in cancer. Rising? Yes. Yep, cancer rising. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, that was one of the things. So I made this decision over the summer to go ahead and, and go do it. Okay. And um, I had to do, for anybody who's been through the process, you have to do a lot of things like psyche vows and nutrition appointments. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. I literally had to get sober to do this. So, like, I've been smoking weed. Yeah. I've been smoking weed since I was 14. I had to stop uh-huh. smoking weed. I would smoke cigarettes socially. Had to stop smoking cigarettes. Uh-huh. I had to stop drinking. Um, literally, at this point, currently in my life, I am the healthiest uh-huh. I have ever been, period. Period. And I'm so happy to hear that. And it's it's making my magic work better. My magic is it. working better. My totally sleep is better. It. Like literally my mm-hmm. intuition is stronger. So all these beautiful benefits from making that decision, mm-hmm. which, you know, is mm-hmm. a deep one, you know, for yes. those, anybody who listening, yes. who doesn't know, they take out 80% of your stomach and everybody like in my support groups are like calling me an alien because I was like working out like three days afterwards and like walking around and still working like my healing process like you had no clue I even did this Danny no no I was like okay Aquarius moon alien as soon as you said alien I was like okay welcome to earth yeah my healing process has been outrageously easy outrageously Um, easy probably because you're just in the top condition Mm -hmm. your body's ever Mm -hmm. been in yeah you know, yeah. I will say that's actually really incredible that mm-hmm. you have to meet all of those requirements. Yeah, they definitely that don't probably just give it sets to you up mm-hmm. for so much more actual sustainable right. health. Right. That's, that's exactly real longevity. It. That's exactly it. Sustainable oh, health so and longevity. And, you know, there are different people that choose to get it. I know for me, health and fitness has always been in my background. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, a missing puzzle piece. So I feel like we all go through journeys for a reason, but as far as transformation goes, like I'm also, Saturn right now is on top of my North Node, on top of it. Damn. In the eighth house. So, you know, there's tons of like transformation happening for me right now. And Uh this guy, the sleeve, that has been the biggest one thus far in my life. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. So happy for you. Thank you. So how are you feeling now? Do you feel like because you set yourself up with this really great foundation, did you kind of, now you're like, well, I probably will just keep not really drinking and like, like all of that. Like, Yes. Like, so like I said, I, I've been a pot smoker since I was like 14. Uh-huh. I was never like super heavy. Well, I was, but I'd probably say in the last five years, I was one of those at the end of the day, I smoke a bowl type people. Yeah, totally. So like now I'm not. And for a while, I remember over the summer, I'm like, I'm so sober. I feel stoned because like everybody's drinking. I'm not drinking. Like I'm just fucking sober. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I did shrooms once over the summer, like uh-huh. <laughs> sober as fuck. So at this point, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Totally. Yeah. Like, so with the sleeve now, any sort of alcohol, you get drunk like that. Like one shot of liquor and you are shit-faced blowing over an 8%. 
Are you serious? Dead serious. Damn. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. So like I'm a cheap date all around. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Um, so in the event that I do like drink socially or anything like that, it's not going to be anything like, like I'm not going out to get shit faced and have a $50 uh-huh, tab. Like uh-huh. those, shit, those days have sailed. As yeah. far as smoking weed goes, I don't know. I may toy around with edibles because I really like edibles. I guess we'll just see what happens. At this totally. point, I am just going with it all. That's that. where I'm at. I'm going with it in true sad Gorgeous. fashion. Yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. I've gotten really, really into alternative cannabis products, Mm -hmm. too, because there was a book that I read called uh, The Women's Guide to Cannabis Mm -hmm. by Nikki something. I can't remember, but I will link it for everybody. It is definitely for all genders. I don't know why it's specifically marketed to women. There's one section in the book I could kind of see, um, but it's actually just one of the most informative modern guides to being an actual adult using cannabis. Right. And it was the most refreshing thing I have ever read that wasn't mm-hmm. just this long, like, we should be allowed to be idiot stoners all we want. Right. Kind of a lecture. You know what I mean? Like it was this scientific, very well thought out explanation Mm -hmm. about um, all of the different cannabinoids, how they work together. It is what really like elevated my use from being that like young Mm -hmm. adult, just Mm -hmm. user, recreational Mm -hmm. user to really utilizing it as a sacred tool and medicine in my life. And that's the vibe. Yes, exactly. Because Truly, like, I think that we can all make really smart individual decisions for ourselves. And this is big Scorpio stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, like, addiction themes and stuff in Scorpio. Because there's so much attachment. Mm -hmm. It's a fixed sign. So it's very hard to give things up once Mm -hmm. it forms an attachment. And I, I really think that we're kind of at a time where we're being really, really confronted. Yeah. Almost more than we ever have yeah. with some serious shadows. I've been yeah. seeing it more and more and more. I would agree. So my next question for you, based on all of that, so I know that you coach and guide clients specifically through shadow work. Mm-hmm. What do you find is the most common challenge that you help your clients through? Like, do you notice that a large number of people you work with have experienced like similar kinds of trauma? Um, Do they arrive to you at a similar state of mind, like at a spiritual awakening or on the cusp of one? Um, Or do they require the same kind of like healing guidance for you? This could be even just recently, by the way. It could be in general, recent, whatever you Yeah, yeah. So um, definitely a layered question. So I will say they, my clients tend to come to me knowing and understanding that the way they are living is not it. They, they come to me knowing like it doesn't, nothing necessarily even has to be wrong or infinitely like bad in their lives, but they know that they could be doing more. They know that they should be doing more. They come to me wanting to develop their spiritual practice and to develop who they are spiritually and understand themselves more on an intuitive level. Now, with that being said, do they experience some similar traumas? 
Fuck yeah to that. Yeah, for sure. I've noticed a pattern in some of the trauma they've experienced, whether we're talking about rape, whether we're talking about molestation, whether we're talking about mommy and daddy issues, just not being fucking heard growing up, all of that under the sun. And some of them are just, you know, it doesn't even have to be that deep, but they are understanding that the way that they are living is just not it. Like they aren't meeting their potential and they recognize that what they're doing actively on a daily basis is not helping their progress or their progression forward. A lot of my clients come to me because they want to connect more with their guides and their ancestors. A lot of the the themes, I would say, it's the negative self-talk. It's the limiting beliefs. Mm. People don't recognize saying, you know, I'm so stupid or how fucked up my brain is or da 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 da. Like, they truly do not fucking understand the power of their verbiage. And it, it high key drives me up a wall, you know, because it's like, babe, thought plus word plus action equals creation. Like, I feel like I'm just saying this all the time. Like, stop saying those things to yourself. Stop saying those things. And they say it like rolls off the tongue the negative way they speak about themselves. It rolls off the tongue like it's easy, like it's cake. And I'm like, you know, and you wonder why you're here. Well, you're here, babe, because your thoughts plus your words plus your action equals creation. You are creating yourself as a stupid person. And that, I think, has been, out of all the themes in the spiritual community, for me, what I see the most is the lack of discipline around their speech, yeah. I could not agree with this more. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Because this is what you and I were talking about before our call about the program that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and why I will always integrate shadow work into every service and offer that I do. Because I'm sorry if you don't come at it from mindset first. Right. If you don't start by rewiring and redefining mm-hmm. how you were like forced and conditioned to think. Mm-hmm. I, you are just going to con- exactly continue creating the reality you always have. Right. I think that's been one of the biggest things is, and this is perfect theme for Scorpio mm-hmm. New Moon because Scorpio houses power. Yeah. I feel like one of the biggest things I, I have to do is almost convince people of their power. Yes. Ag- like, agreed. you know what I'm talking about? Agreed. Like, and I'm like, I know I sound like the crazy lady at this point, but <laughs> yes. I... I am not fucking with you. Like you have this in you, everything you need. Mm -hmm. And because we are taught to just have scarcity and lack mindset to keep these toxic fucking systems in place. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Height matrix. Yes. Mm -hmm. We need to, they, there's a reason we need to be born thinking we need to depend on something. Right. When right. really we are born independent. Right. Beings. Right. And I do think that there's a reason why we're born as children and babies and infants, and we have to manually learn independence. Every right. Life. I do think there's a reason for that. Yeah. But trying to convince people, I promise you already have everything that you need inside of you. Mm-hmm. Without the pendulum, right. without the deck, without, without the, like, me. the $300 crystal. Yes. Yeah. I have to- yes, exactly. And I think that one of the biggest 
pieces of proof of this is the placebo effect, mm-hmm. which is a literal scientific fact that we create sure in ra- reality through power of thought. Sure is. And the, you know what pisses me off? And I'm very excited to hop on my soapbox about this with you. <laughs> is that it. people use placebo effect as a way to debunk manifestation. Oh my well, goodness. That's just, the, that's just the placebo effect. I'm like, fucking exactly. It's the placebo effect. And your point is. I just is, made that happen with point my is mind. <laughs> yes. Isn't it funny? It's ridiculous. It's laughable how some people just don't want to acknowledge their greatness so I bad. I know. It's insane. I know. Mm-hmm. There's really, you know, I've been talking a lot because I have been doing a lot of shadow work stuff and content creation lately. I've been talking a lot about all of these similar themes and facing your fears. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're really used to this um, fear of failure thing, but I really am coming. I'm like getting even deeper with it with people. I'm like, I actually think you're afraid of succeeding more than failing. Right. Because, because when somebody has to succeed, then they have to stay at that level. And I think people like freak out at that. Like, what if I can't, what if I can't stay at that level, the responsibility, they'd rather stay in their cubby, in their hole, doing what they've always been doing. But then that like part of them knows but well, what I've always been doing is keeping me right here. So it's it's a negative feedback loop that people go through yep. more often than they want to acknowledge, right? So I don't know. I, I think it takes a special sort of soul to really understand and like harness their greatness and really kind of realize if I don't like it, then I can change it. Like it's, yes. that's it. If I don't like it, then yes. I can change it. Thank you. We, we don't need to make it complicated. Just change it. Just change it. That's a placebo. That's right right there. Placebo effect. (laughs) Right. Change it. Right. Yes. Right. I was just talking with a client earlier today, my favorite ever. And I was like, you literally have the power to choose to make every moment of your life sacred and magical Mm -hmm. or to make every moment shit. Mm Mm-hmm. You get to decide that. You get mm-hmm. the freedom. You totally have the freedom to choose. Everything I do is shit and everything I do brings me shit. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Mm-hmm. You you can make the choice. I promise you have the freedom to make the choice. Right. To accept your and claim your own power. Right. And accept that everything that you do can be, come from this sacred, intuitive, divine place. Right. All you have to do is choose it. That's and it. I think that's too simple. Yeah. I think that's where people are like, I feel like there's a catch. What's people want to overcomplicate like, things. There is no catch. <laughs> yes. There's no catch. No. no. It's so crazy. It's the same thing with nope. like working your magic, you know? Like people are like, well, how do you do this spell and how do you that do that spell? However you want to do it. It's your yes. magic. Yes. You know, it's gonna work best when it's coming from you and you're not following it like it's from, like in a recipe book or something like yep. that, you know. I'm a firm believer and I'm a firm preacher that like your magic is yours, like practice intuitively. What feels good to do, go there. What are you called to? What what comes to you? Mm -hmm. I, I really have encountered this issue several times where I tell clients or audience members, I'm like, you know, my information I give out is vague and basic for a reason. Right. I, I will never come on here and give you this 26 step 
40 plus ingredient list on how to ritual call in your twin do. flame or something. No, listen, right. will I, will I perform that for myself? Fuck yeah. 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 I will like intuitively go through mm-hmm. those motions. And if it turns out to be 26 steps and a million ingredients, like right. whatever, but I, I will allow my, my higher self and my spirit guides to work me and walk me through exactly. that. Exactly. But I don't know how to explain differently that I cannot create that for you. Mm -hmm. I will teach you how to open your mind. I can definitely teach you Mm open-mindedness. I can definitely help build confidence, Mm -hmm. right? And help you work through imposter syndrome. And And listen to your intuition. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. It's funny that we're born with those negative... self-dialogues like you right. said but we have to learn positive affirmations right right it's not fascinating and that we have to yeah, learn that yeah and like you know i would more so say that we're conditioned versus born mm, you, mm-hmm. yeah like agreed no correct I, I think that's much more correct yes and like the patriarchy has totally. done a motherfucking number on yep. us in general yep, exactly. and it, it's disheartening to see the shape of where we're at as a collective when it comes to being guided by your intuition and being Mm -hmm. sure of ourselves. Most people are not sure of themselves on a regular basis. They're not sure of the decision next. They're not sure of what to do. They're not sure of themselves. And Scorpio energy is quite sure of themselves, you know? Scorpio Mm -hmm. energy knows what's next and kind of sits in that power. So it's, it's interesting to kind of see where we're at and, um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get it figured out, you know? I agree. That's actually the perfect, perfect segue into my next question. Yeah. So especially given the times, the state of our societies yeah. around multiple societies across the world, yeah. right? Including our country here. How do you as a spiritual advisor and spiritual development coach really guiding people through shadow work, how have you learned to navigate your own shadow journey while simultaneously guiding others? Like, what is that experience oh my God. been like with I you? love this. I love this. This also, like, goes back to my surgery, too. You know, okay. like, you Correct. know, yes. it goes yes, right back health. to my surgery, yeah. my health, because, you know, I, that was a big piece of my shadow journey. So it's like, you know, here I am, I've been like a shadow work coach. Oh my God. For a number of years at this point in time, mm-hmm. super intuitive, super connected, super in love with my body, in love with my body, but knowing that I had grown out of it, knowing that it was time for me to evolve higher, to, to call myself higher, right? Knowing mm-hmm. all of these pieces. And recognizing that it was time to make a change, a big one. That mm-hmm. was number one, doing that. And then going through the motions of, you know, nutritionist appointments and psyche valves and all of that, kind of going through that and understanding that aspect of instead of me taking care of somebody else, allowing myself to be taken care of. That was what was really, really, really important. And then also incorporating my own therapy. I go to therapy and therapy is necessary and important. It's so important. You know, I could work at my altar all day and still talk to a therapist. It doesn't make me any less of a witch or a spiritualist. If anything, it makes me more stronger for the next person because I am that much more self-aware. 
And that only helps me help you. Not to mention, and I'm sure you would agree with this, working with our clients, we learn from them as much as they learn from us. Fuck yes. I yeah. was literally just talking about mm-hmm. this. I think with my my either my business or my brand coach. Mm-hmm. And I was like, honestly, I get just as much growth and transformation right. out of my clients and mm-hmm. client sessions as yeah. I genuinely try to provide them. Seriously. I could not agree more. Seriously. How many times do you show up and you're like laying it thick on for someone yeah. and you're like, oh shit, I'm totally talking to myself. I'm reading myself right now. <laughs> yes. Damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> right. <laughs> this happens right. so many times where you're like in the middle mm-hmm. of session, you're like, your guides are like, oh, we're doing a twofer today. I got it. Yeah. We're doing a little twofer yeah. one today. Yeah, for yes. sure. For sure. It really is all about spiritual boundaries, mm-hmm. physical, energetic, mm-hmm. emotional boundaries. I mean, mm-hmm. really, I I think that being self-aware and making sure that you are also doing your own self-audit yes. is crucial. Necessary. To being ethical, spiritual. Necessary. Owner. Yep. Yeah. I just don't know that you could call yourself a very ethical spiritual owner right. if you're not looking at your own shit. For Anyone real. that wants to go in business with you or have you buy mm-hmm. their services or readings that's not willing to look at themselves mm-hmm. as realistically as they supposedly want you to mm-hmm. is honestly probably a scammer straight up. For but real. You, yeah. <laughs> or real. they're just a very unaware. Unaware. Person. There's some yes, stuff exactly. going on regardless. No matter how you dice it, there's some stuff going on. It's exactly. It's so true. It's so true. Now, Scorpio, I am about to go there, everybody. Ooh. I'm going to go there. I'm going to give a full trigger warning Ooh. and everything because Let's go. we cannot not talk about death and talk about Scorpio. Mm. Sorry, but mm-hmm. I'm not sorry. Um, the rest of the questions I have for Ashley are about death, grief, spirits, um, afterlife stuff. So trigger warning for all of that. Um, but my first question is, do you uh, personally work with like spirits? And I know that you work with your ancestors. Do you also work with passed on loved ones that you knew like in life and things? Do you work with spirits at all? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, so I have been very, very blessed where I haven't lost too many of like, um, I haven't lost any of my great aunts yet. I've lost two of my great uncles and I have stuff on my altar to them and just like acknowledging them and all of that. So when I am calling on my ancestors, when I'm doing my root work, I'm also connecting with them as well. So I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're they're incorporated. They're in there. That's for sure. I have my great uncle's Bible on my altar. Mm. Yeah, and I'll like read from that for a spell I might be working on or something like that. So yeah, they're definitely incorporated in there for sure. I love that. Mm-hmm. Now, what about with clients? Have you had to incorporate any of that work in with your clients in the past? No. Actually, no, I haven't. Um, I have gotten clients. Well, that's interesting that you say that. So I don't, I guess you would say market myself as a medium or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Have I seen dead people? Yes. And, Mm -hmm. but I don't, it's not a muscle that I work with often, Mm -hmm. but I did have a client last week who was asking about somebody close to her that passed. 
and I saw them and was able to describe them to a T and, uh, and I was able to deliver that message to them that they needed. And that wasn't in the plan, you know, like the, Mm -hmm, the reading mm -hmm. that we were doing was not a reading geared towards anybody that had passed. Um, so it kind of, I guess what I'm getting at is if I were to work that muscle more, I'd probably be deeper in there, Mm -hmm. but I give a lot of my energy to my spiritual development. So it's mm-hmm, a different muscle, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you know. I love the way you're describing that. Yeah. I could not agree more. Yeah, it is yeah. definitely a specific muscle. Mm-hmm. I um, So I have personally experienced an above average amount of personal death since I was a child. Mm. And... I didn't realize that it was a larger amount until I got older and I went into therapy and actually had a couple different therapists tell me that. Mm. And it started really clicking, especially last year, because I find that's why I'd asked you earlier if you had had any common themes with people. Mm -hmm. I find that um, dream clients, anyone that is working in the dream Mm -hmm. realm, interested in or getting a lot of strong messages Mm -hmm. there in particular. And then anyone either going through a specifically traumatic or tragic death Mm -hmm. or, or freshly just, just did. That is, I can't, it's happens over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I'll get somebody that we're talking within the last few months, always like, one right after another. And I really, I do practice strengthening that muscle. It has been petrifying for me because I was, again, born Scorpio. So Mm -hmm. I'm here to learn to cope with death. I did not come out feeling comfy there at all. I think there's a reason for my big Scorpio stallion. Mm -hmm. I think I have a lot of confrontation around death and rebirth. And, Your personal planets um, are in that stellium too, right? Mercury, uh-huh, Venus. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sun, Mercury, Venus, and Pluto. And they're all at my IC. Oof. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> but then I have the Pisces moon in the eighth. And then I have Chiron and Jupiter in the 12th and Cancer. Oh, hunty. And so it's a lot. It's so. Chiron deep. and Jupiter in the 12th and Cancer? <laughs> luckily, Jupiter oh. luckily Jupiter is in Leo, but it's in my 12th. Uh, so, Leo at least yeah. gives you this, like, spirit. Like, we're not going to fuck you over too bad. We'll put it in Leo. <laughs> But that's all you're going to get. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus, that's, the best that's intense. That's description I ever. Yeah. Listen, we're not going to fuck you all the way. We will give it to you in Leo. Still in the 12th. Right. Don't don't take it too easy. And we're on still, her. Putting still putting Chiron the right there. Oh, right. Is right dude, there. Chiron and yes. Jupiter together, as you know, I have Chiron and Jupiter exactly. together. It's just, yes. ugh, it's a lot. Ugh, it's it's lot. very explosive. It's yeah. very, very explosive. And so I do realize why this theme is so attracted to me yeah. I, because of what you just said. Yeah. I learned through these client experiences mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well. So I actually have done quite a bit of death readings for people. Yeah. Like they'll bring me the death certificate mm-hmm. and we'll create a chart and I'll do basically a synastry reading with their natal chart and this person. So I've never heard of that. That's actually pretty cool. I kind of made it up one day. Fuck I yeah. Did it for this. Yeah. See, this and is I, the astrological work I'm talking about. This is an astrologer being a fucking astrologer. I love <laughs> that shit. So That's much. exactly. She came and she was like, I don't know why I'm so drawn to you, but there's something. 
another one who was like my grandmother mm-hmm. just passed away. Mm. Um, she had some really crazy like synchronicities around it. I'm trying not to call them coincidences anymore. She had mm-hmm. a lot of synchronicities around it. And so I, it kind of just came through. Spirit was just like, here you go. And I, I just said, you know, I can read a death chart because I, I read them for myself. I've had quite a few friends pass away the last year in particular, and I've made death charts for them. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I came up with it because it's just the thing that helps me understand it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Get some I clarity. don't know how to describe it. Exactly. I don't if that do is not it Scorpio to... shit, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know Over here that making that death seems... charts in the corner for people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that yes. That is Scorpio it's all really, day. It really, because every death that we do experience, whether it's our own or others yeah. that are close to us, is for yeah. there's a transformation there and mm-hmm. there's a journey there because that's why Scorpio is the sign of transformation. Right. Death is inherent yes. in transformation. Sure That's the hard part about sure all of this, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, this gets us even deeper, and I'm really excited. So, okay. like I said, I want to talk about it, life, death, rebirth. We all know that there's the biggest stigma around speaking about death. Mm-hmm. And personally, I attribute this to a very, very deep, fundamental, collective fear of dying among Mm. all humans. We're the only beings that we know of that know and are aware of their death, the inevitability of their death. Again, animals might, but Mm -hmm. based on what what we know. As a death witch, I intentionally incorporate conversations surrounding all forms of death with my clients because that's my way of helping break through this barrier and this fear and this stigma. Mm -hmm. What, Ashley, is your take on our fear of death as humans? And what's your relationship like with death? I love this question. And maybe how is that even maybe morphed throughout your life? Yes. Oh, my God. I love that. Um, so I'll take the first part first, obviously. Um, so so my take on the collective fear of death, you know, I personally attribute it to like humans being human and our need to consume. Like if we die, we can't build and create and be more Mm. and make all the money and do all the things, you know? So as far as the collective goes, there's this like umbrella of people wanting to continue to consume. I mean, look at what we've done to our earth, you know, over all these years. Like, we don't know when enough is enough. So for me, my take on it is death stops that. And it's a very one percenter take on it. My take on the collective fear of death is like the one percenters just can't create anymore. And and that's the vibe. And also, I think there's a natural fear of getting old. Um. Yeah, I think there's a natural fear of getting old for people. Mm -hmm. And I'm still kind of developing my feelings around getting old. Because for me, getting old and dying are two different things, you know. But I think as far as the collective fear of death, I think somewhere in there, people don't want to get old. They don't want to see themselves deteriorate. Now, as far as how I feel about death, I've always been fascinated by it. I've always been really intrigued by it. I've never really been scared of it. 
So I've had two NDEs in my life, both involving water. Scorpio season, really funny. Oh yeah. my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, I actually, so I have a stellium in Scorpio in the fifth. So Scorpio is in my fifth house. I have That's Mars. Right, it's fifth. Okay. Yep. I've got Mars, uh, Black Moon, Lilith, and Pluto in Scorpio in the fifth. Okay. And my first NDE, um, my grandpa, he had a farm out in Dansville. I live in upstate New York and myself and my cousins, there were 11 of us in total. We would all go out there and we would go to the lake. And so we're all in the back of his pickup truck and we get to the lake and, you know, my sad ass is like, I'm going. So I go with all the big kids. I'm like nine or 10 and they're all jumping off of the side and they're all taking turns. The lifeguard is there. And then it's my turn and my ass can't swim. So <laughs> I jump off. And it's a lake. It's a it's a fucking lake, deep as fuck. Never touch the ground. I jump off. Yeah, this off. isn't a goddamn swimming no, pool. No, it's not a swimming pool. And I just remember being like, oh shit, this is like way deeper. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm like trying, I'm like wailing my arms, trying to get up there. And I see the lifeguard's hand out as I'm like drowning. And then I remember just like letting go. And just like, that's it. Like just letting go and like seeing that light, just like how you see in fucking movies, seeing the light get smaller and smaller and smaller. And then I heard him off the side, jump into the water and come and get me. And he got me out and then everybody's looking and they're like, are you fucking okay? And I'm like, I'm 11. And so that was my first one. After that, my dad taught me how to swim. The next one. I was in Ecuador in 2011, 2012. I was about 20, 21. We were all going whitewater rafting. And I had already been up um, here at the DAX. So a bunch of the people I was with hadn't been. So I'm like, I got this. No big deal. Da, 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 da. So um, they go to put the life jacket on me. And for reference, I am a 42G, my boobs. Huge ass tits. Okay. So they go to put the life jacket on me and I'm like, this is too tight. I'm a strong swimmer. I know how to whitewater raft. <gasps> so I have my friend loosen it up. First mistake. So we're whitewater rafting. These are like level four, level five rapids. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's get it. Let's go. Let's go. Boop. I, I hop off the boat. Like I, I fall off the boat. I'm like, okay, I know what to do. Let me get my, let me get my little paddle thing. Hold it against me. Right. And we're on a little, like a, like a, we're in between rapids and I okay. get over, I get over to the boat and he tries to pull me up and my life jacket goes up and over me because oh. my dumb ass loosened it. <gasps> As this is happening, we're floating towards more rapids. I have to wait. Literally like, so the group I'm with, they're watching me off the side. Like literally we went over rapids with my ass getting sucked underneath the boat in fucking Banos, Ecuador. So literally I'm holding onto the boat, getting sucked underneath, just, just like taking in all this fucking oh water. God. It was fucking crazy. Taking in all this water, hopping back up. There's more rapids getting sucked back underneath. Same thing. I'm like, this water's about to take me. This is how I remember actively thinking, this is how I go. Just thinking oh, that. Actively that. thinking, okay, this is, this is it. This is, this is what we're doing. Finally, we get to a calm spot and they get me the fuck back on the goddamn boat. Let me tell you, I was so sick after drinking all that fucking water. Like for like four days, I was like so sick. Um, 
I remember talking to my partner and telling him, I'm going to put some lavender on my stomach. And if I'm still not feeling well, when I wake up, I'm going to the hospital. I took like a four hour nap and woke up and it finally had passed. Holy crap. But yeah, so, and it's so interesting because I still love water. I still love open water, still love the sea, still love the ocean. Whoa. I know. It's really fucking weird. It's weird. I will like jump off a boat into open water real quick. Oh um, my God. Yeah. I love open water. I love <laughs> yeah. ocean. I think that's the Pisces moon ape house. Like the mm-hmm. depths part doesn't mm-hmm. intimidate me. Mm-hmm. Like I, in fact, I love that part of it. Mm-hmm. I could easily drown in the ocean and not be scared of it. Yeah. I, I know that's so fucking twisted, but I'm serious. I know what you now, mean though. white water rafting is one of my biggest biggest and I never would have known it was a fear but we did it as like a staff team building yeah. thing when I was 17 or 18 that was one of the worst experiences dude I love it life. I think it's so <laughs> fun I do not know what it is if it's because uh, it's the Scorpio burden because I heard an astrologer once I think it was Rick Levine on the astrology hub podcast yeah 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 talk about Scorpio as fixed water being like whitewater rapids. That's the kind mm-hmm. of fixed water. It's that high pressure. Yeah, water. I could see that. And as soon as he said that, I was like, I wonder if that's where that fear of, because nothing bad happened. I was fine. It yeah. was like a fine, normal, mm-hmm. but I was so sore because I know you're tense anyways, but I was tense with pure fear. Yeah. Time. Like see, that's so pure interesting. Un- adulterated fear. Yeah. Mm. And I have cancer in the first house. So I think that may be why I still have such an affinity for water. I don't know. I respect it and I love it. But so just going back to your question, I don't really have a fear of death. I'm really fucking intrigued by it. And like one of my biggest things is like whenever I go in this life to like set a strong intention, like if I go slow, I did have a palm reader once tell me that I would I would be here until like I was 86 or something. Um, but we'll see. Whenever I go, I want to yeah. set the intention for me to fucking remember. Like, can we please remember? That's my thing. And maybe it's the Sag sun in me. I just want to know. Yeah. You know? I see what you're saying. I see yeah. what you're saying. How does it feel? What happens next? Are we reborn? Like, you're what? such a sad. Dude, oh my God. Like, in the you're middle like, of like, I death. need the knowledge part. I need to know. I like, need the awareness. Like, when you yeah. die, is that being reborn? Like, like, is death actual rebirth at the same fucking right. time? You're like, please don't, please don't wipe my memory when it happens. Please, please don't let me, wipe my please. memory. <laughs> I just please, want to know. Please, I just... I want to know so bad, so bad. So yeah. I am blown away by these stories. That is, that's, first of all, your NDEs, which I've never heard. I love that, by the way. Yeah. um, Crazy. I know, right? I've experienced lots of death, people Mm -hmm. dying, Mm -hmm. and zero zero uh, near-death experiences myself. I can't think of one off of the top of my head even. Um, Yeah, at all. But a lot of it around me or people I know losing extremely close people. And so I think that's why I have the fear part. That might be why. Because I'm the opposite. Because I feel everyone's energy Mm -hmm. constantly about it. I'm like in... I feel like I'm in a state of grief yeah. more often than not. Yeah, see, that's crazy. And that's unfortunate to hear. And my whole life, I can count 
three people that have left and they were all elderly. Knock on wood. I have not, knock on wood, lost that many people at all in my life. So it's really interesting how how opposite we are. And I'm over here intrigued by it. And you're like, fuck no. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And my thing is very similar to what you were saying about with the collective, where mine is very FOMO based. Mm -hmm. I'm going to miss out. Mm-hmm. I've worked for so much in this life. Mm-hmm. My thing is like the things I've worked for is like my family. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to leave and not be able to see X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Or my husband and I finally came back together in this life. Yeah, yeah. And I'm constantly like, are we going to get split up again? Right. And I, like we've had those conversations, honestly. Yeah. Um, Which again, perfect segue into our final super deep question. Mm. I want to know how you perceive our afterlife. What do you believe that we experience after our physical death in this life? Mm. I'd love to talk about any kinds of experiences here that have led you to this, whether it's like spirits, ghosts, angels, reincarnation, shadows, really anything, anything. But I'd love to hear your take on afterlife stuff. Well, I even though your Sag is like, well, I am curious, but I really want someone to teach me and show me. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, I just want to know, like, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I, that's the million dollar question I feel like. And so what I've deduced down thus far in my 31, almost 32 years of living is I definitely believe in ghosts. I believe in spirits. I believe some people get stuck here. Now, which ones, how they get stuck And for how long, I'm still trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons why I believe that is uh, my grandfather who had that farm, he died in a really tragic way. He fell off a ladder and uh, he was my grandmother's like first love. And when I was like, God, somewhere between nine and 11-ish, I saw him clear as day, like the day after he died or like the same day, I can't remember, clear as day, standing at my screen door in his plaid shirt and his overalls that he would always Mm -hmm. fucking wear, just like Mm -hmm. looking at me with these eyes, like he wanted to tell me something. It was the most clear I've ever seen anybody after death. And I'll never forget it. So I was petrified. So I never got whatever message she was trying to give me. I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do believe in ghosts for sure and spirits. Uh, I also believe in reincarnation. Uh, one of my biggest beliefs is that we continue to reincarnate until we reach the highest version of ourselves, until we get to our highest potential. Whether it's here on earth, whether it's through starseed lineage, whether it's through an- the angelic realms, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We continue to do that. So when we are done here in earth school, what happens after that? I don't know. So like I've been told by more than one person that this is my second incarnation here. If this is my second incarnation on earth school and after this guy is over with, I figured it out here and I've gone through the training, if you will. Where do I go then? I have no fucking clue. But I do think that the world is their oyster. And I do think that if I want to be a fucking star, then I'm going to be a star. Or if I want to be a black hole, then I'm going to be a black hole. I've always been obsessed with those two. I'm not to side note too much, but there's a lot of theories out there that black holes are are stars dying. And I find that Mm -hmm. really fucking fascinating. Mm -hmm. Like, and then where do they go and what happens with that? You know, um... 
what happens after we die is still, it's the million dollar question. Mm -hmm. I do think it's not as simple as just going in the ground. I think we incarnate here with a soul team, a soul tribe. And I think the people that we meet in in this current life, we've met for a reason and there's lessons that need to be learned and given. Mm -hmm. And some of those people go with us to the next one. And some of those people we finished and that's okay Mm -hmm. too, you know? I totally, totally agree with that. Yes. Yeah. I I believe in reincarnation. I believe that we choose our charts. I think I we do choose too. our placements. Mm-hmm. I think that we choose our so one of my most recent theories is I believe that all children volunteer as automatic lessons for their parents. Mm. I believe that all children are automatically born as lessons of whatever kind of reflection I love for the parent. All of that. Wow. Not all parents accept the assignment. Right. But I do believe all children volunteer for that. That's fascinating. I really do. That makes me think about my relationship with my parents. That's so interesting. That's why I've been thinking so much about it because there are so many parallels. My daughter Mm -hmm. to me, me to my mom, Mm -hmm. my mom to her mom. But at the same time, so different. Right. So, so incredibly different. Mm -hmm. And so... And I am seeing this this growth and I am seeing this progress generation to generation. Yeah. And that's when I was like, so each of us is a little bit unique to yeah. the next, teaching the unique lessons that that parent needed to learn. Right. But it first came to me in a really, really, really deep meditation that I was in. Mm. And I had a deity tell me that this was the first life that my mom is my mom. Mm-hmm. This is the first time. And because I, I love my mom and I'm very close with her, but there is this parent child, weird dynamic. That's yeah. not very traditional yeah. parent child. It mm-hmm. feels out of balance a lot. Mm-hmm. And I really, I think that it, then what was fascinating is this happened. I had this meditation in end of 2019. Mm-hmm. I remember cause I, I journaled all about it after And then probably nine months or so later in the thick of COVID and everything, Mm -hmm. I just remember it was a lot, a lot later. um, My mom and I had been talking about, oh, I had a past life regression done. And so I was talking to her about it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, did I ever tell you that I had a past life reading? And I was like, no, you've never told me that before. And she totally had mom lessons. I think that I volunteered to help her learn her mom lessons and I work think that through her parent trauma. It was really crazy listening to her. I know that the child she's talking about in this other life that this lady told her about is not me. I know right. it's a different soul. And yeah, it's really, so it's directly linked to a deep, deep, deep seated phobia that my mom has. Yeah. Are you guys ready for this? This is just crazy. Let's just do it. Scorpio dive down deep. My mom has a deep fear of rodents, okay? Mice and oh. rats. And oh. I mean... I did not Legitimate phobia. Like, not pulling your chain kind of a thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, not trying to but get attention on legitimate phobia. Out. Uh-huh. Like, goes into shock practically. Yeah. Yes. So, um, I wasn't even allowed to say the word mouse when I was growing up. What about we guinea pigs? Say M. Not a fan. She's not really rabbits. No, the absolutely nots are mice and rats, but oh, yeah. all other rodents are also off of the table. There will be no rodents. So, okay. 
she told me that this lady told her um, that she lived during the bubonic plague. I knew in you were going to say that. Oh, I knew I you were going to say that. Yeah, I could tell in your eyes. I knew it. <laughs> and rats killed her baby. Oh my God. And took her baby from her. And it happened in her arms. And she told me this whole, this lady told her all of it. And she was born in this life carrying that trauma. And Ooh. she's here to face it, obviously. And you know what she did tell me? And I'll hand it. This is a perfect example. You got a choice. I did tell her, I was like, technically the lesson is to face it and overcome the fear, obviously. Certainly not to ignore it. I will mm-hmm. tell you that. Right. <laughs> um, but she did tell me, and she was very polite and respectful about it, but she was like, I don't know that I want to address that in this life. And I was like, and you get that choice. Yeah. And that's so why we do relive things. Wow. Yes. It was fascinating, though. And she has never told me that story before, ever. Wow. But I had this, this meditation months and months and months before this where – and she and I had been kind of having some – hard time communicating at the time. We've done a lot, a lot better since then. Cause I went to therapy and worked through a lot of this stuff with her, but, um, because of that meditation, cause of the message I got, mm-hmm. but she, the deity, um, let me know. She was like, this is the first life. She's been your mom. You are here to help her work through these specific like parent traumas that she yeah. has. Do not give up on her. Yeah. Do not just cut cut this relationship off or whatever. And so reincarnation, past lives, alternate lives. I'm, I cannot wait in a couple episodes. Um, I don't know if I'll do it in Sag New Moon or not. We'll see. But I want to start asking you some Akashic Records questions. Yes. Like, the fucking records date. are amazing. Yes. I mean, and I don't know that much about them, quite honestly. I think it'd be great so for the statue really moon excited. as it's a solar eclipse. That's what I figured. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna add that on next time because sure. Ashley accesses the Akashic records. Yeah. And again, it's something I know very little about. I know what they are and that's it. And so yeah. that's why I think it's so fascinating that you can work in them. So I'm very excited to ask you about that. Yeah, but for sure. Can I just thank you for coming on here and being so open with all of us? Oh my God, thank yes. You. I love doing this. It's the highlight uh, of my month. Me too. Yeah. I love this. This is so good. Mm-hmm. I love New Moon. I mm-hmm. love like just talking about this stuff. And both of our like Aquarius North nodes are like, let's go. Literally, literally. <laughs> We're jumping there. off the cliff. Let's jump. Let's do a flip. Yes. <laughs> now, Ash, as of right now, so we're in the first week of November. Yes. Uh, Sawin and Halloween just ended. Mm-hmm. What are the current offers? What are you up to right now? Where can everyone follow you? How can we work with you right now? Yes, yes, yes. So you can follow me at Starseed Shadows everywhere. Starseed Shadows on TikTok, Starseed Shadows on IG. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube. The link will be in the show notes. I am doing one last launch of my spiritual development course. And uh, if you are interested in that, check me out on IG. I'm doing a seminar called Healing the Healer Within You. The Four Pathways to Prosperity. Uh, that is a free seminar, and that will be offered on the 1111 portal, Lionsgate. So, Ooh. yeah, so there's a few things. So the two things are the free seminar. Like I said, the link to sign mm-hmm. up for that is on my IG. I'll send you a link, too, for the show notes. And okay. then um, 
I am not doing any more spots for my coaching until January. So right now you can sign up, but after the month of November, after the 1111 portal, it's closed Mm -hmm. until January. Closed. Mm -hmm. Got that? Mm -hmm. Closed. Yeah. Because it's the first week of November right now. So hop on that if you want to be jumping on that before 2022. Right. Okay. This was so good. Uh Thank you for getting deep with me. This was amazing. Everyone, thank you for joining us today. This was so much fun. Make sure that you go support Ashley. Show her all the love. Don't forget to go rate and review the show. Share it with everybody so that they can hear all of this Scorpio shadowy goodness. Uh And until next time, everyone, stay magical out there. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of That Witch Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, I would be really grateful if you would head over to iTunes right now and leave a super nice five-star review. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at thatwitch.nextdoor. I love connecting with all of you outside the show. Keep those questions, keep those comments coming. You can send fan art, suggestions for topics on the show. You can nominate people to be interviewed on the show. Send anything like that to thatwitchnextdoor at gmail.com. And if you'd like to work together, I am offering a really amazing mentorship program. I'm only offering a very, very limited number of spots. You can submit your application and learn more on my website. And you can also book a one-on-one session with me at thatwitchnextdoor.com. Thank you so much again, and I'll see you all next week. 